Ahoy, ahoy. Hi, everybody. <laughs> what? You okay over there? Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Escalators of Nowhere, a Simpsons podcast with Robert and Caitlin. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. And I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I am learning. And we have made it to season three. <laughs> Yay! We have we we made it through the first two seasons, and uh, we I man. Uh, I'm super excited. Robert's like, astonished that we stuck with something this long. Yeah, I mean, hey, can you smell it? Smell. It smells. Can you it smell? Smells golden. It smells metallic. Yes. <laughs> wow, I can't believe we we're on the same page with that. Yeah. <laughs> the, yes, it smells like it smells like we have uh, officially, I guess, by like most internet standards, entered into the golden years. Yeah. That's exciting. Well, who? <laughs> But not the Golden Girls. That's a different show. No, that's that's that show's not as good. <gasps> Ooh, ouch! <laughs> I used to watch the Golden Girls with my mama all the time. I know you did. Uh huh. I don't know if we've talked about that. I guess we probably have. We've talked about it in real life. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast. Uh, oh, we we should do a podcast, Robert and Caitlin IRL. Yeah. <laughs> y'all, y'all will turn on off because uh-huh. <laughs> all the weird shit we say to each other. <laughs> Hey, you remember that time that we were at Verizon and we got <laughs> bored? <laughs> we were standing in Verizon for like an hour, like waiting in line. Uh, and so we just started like burping at each other. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Blowing at each that. other's faces. I was thinking about the time I was thinking about the time we were at the grocery store and you were being a robot. Oh yeah. And it, like you scared this old woman. <laughs> and oh yeah. Shenanigans. <laughs> Uh, well, you know what? You got to make it fun. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, hey, at least I'm having fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so, hey, check it out. First, uh, I guess, I guess, first of all, we should say, uh, hey, special shout out to someone we shouted out before, but a uh, special shout out to our buddy, Austin. Hi, Austin. Hey, uh, our, our uh, one of our oldest uh, listeners, and, and by which I mean, like, longest listeners, uh, He's about the same age as me, I think. He's, he's a mole man situation. He says, I'm 31 years old. He just looks very old. <laughs> Drinking ruined my life. Uh. Um, but uh, at any rate, uh, we are uh, the reason I'm giving him a shout out is because early on he said, "Hey, if you would ever, if you ever, you know, in a place where you can have special guests, I would love to be on what, uh, my favorite episode, which is Stark Raving Dad, and that's this one." So we obviously have not had guests thus far. I hope that, at some is, point, that is something we need to figure out. We do because there are some people that we've talked about like reaching out to and seeing if they would be interested in coming on. Yeah, uh, the program. Program, <laughs> program, the, the program, uh, the podcast here, uh, which would be lots of fun, uh, and it would, you know, I think it would just be interesting to get other people's perspectives on the things mm-hmm. that we're watching and doing and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. anyways, hey, thanks for listening, Austin. Uh, we appreciate the comments uh, on our social media. We hope you we do this episode justice. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it does it does kind of feel like, doesn't it? Like it does kind of feel like when you know. That you're going to be talking about somebody's favorite thing, yeah. Like pressure's on. That you got to like handle it like like an antique, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, careful with that episode. It's an antique. Hey, whoa, <laughs> cha 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 cha. Well, it um, is uh, 31 years old these days. I'm 31 years old. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like I I feel like uh, I feel like I put you in that spot more than I feel like I'm in that spot, you know, where like you know that I really like something like Treehouse oh, of Horror yeah, One. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so you're like, I thought it was fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, I know what that means. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on. It I, takes a lot to <laughs> impress me. Uh, I know. Yeah. That's why I impress you. <laughs> Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. you're a lot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Zinga. Whoa. Uh, okay. So um, we are, again, we are at season three, episode number one, Stark Raving Dad. We should note before we get started on the actual talking about the episode in terms of having watched it, that we could not watch this on Disney Plus because no. it is not included uh, on the list. <laughs> it, the- it's banned from syndication. Except mm-hmm. apparently FXX is still airing it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what the wiki says. Oh, I didn't so, know. Um, well, yeah. Like Al Jean, after the Michael Jackson documentary came out a few years ago, uh-huh. they decided that they did not want to include it in syndication anymore. Uh-huh. I thought it was going to be more scandalous than that, but I mean. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I also like, I guess I never really followed the Michael Jackson stuff altogether closely i'm not i would not count myself as like a michael jackson fan right i grew up listening to country music mm. <laughs> so like i mean i i, I was aware of thriller mm-hmm. uh, just because it was a cultural phenomenon and like you'd see references to it everywhere right but i remember watching this episode and being like why is that not Michael Jackson? No, remember, I was very young. This yeah. was 1991. Yeah. But I just remember being like, that's not Michael Jackson. Why is that Michael Jackson? <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so do you want specs or no? Uh, I mean, sure. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if you were going to keep going into this or not. So I thought I'd interrupt now hey, rather we, than later. Look, we're only seven minutes into this podcast, <laughs> or six minutes, uh, because we haven't even. We do a one-minute buffer before we start recording. Yeah. Um. This episode was actually supposed to be the season finale for season two. Um, So production code is 7F24. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. What is So, oh, uh, so season two is not supposed to have 22 episodes. I guess not. It's supposed to have 24. Oh. Which is weird because it has 22, but where's the 23rd episode? (laughs) I, I don't no know. Idea. Um, anyway, the, the production code 7F24, uh-huh. uh, written by Al Jean and Mike Reese, directed by David Silverman, originally aired September 19th, 1991. So, that well, that's weird. We're going to have to figure out where that 23rd episode uh, went. <laughs> I'm sure it's out there somewhere. <laughs> uh-huh. Not on Disney Plus, I guess. No, not on Disney Plus. <laughs> All right. So, we open up with the opening credits. The uh, chalkboard gag is, I am not a dentist. Okay. And then uh, the uh, the uh, couch gag is the couch flipping back and them crashing into the wall through the wall, leaving peop- uh, Simpsons shaped holes in the wall. Yeah, I, I I the only reason I noted that really was just because I could I could see the framing of the couch, and mm-hmm. if you recall, the last time we saw mm-hmm. the bottom of the couch, it was bare wood. Yep. But this time, yep. it was it painted. Was, it was covered. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they must is this have upgraded, the, uh, is upgraded this the, in the in the during the hiatus? Hey Austin, is this the riveting commentary that you're <laughs> looking for? <laughs> I can only assume our buddy Sean's listening to. Oh so. yeah, hey, hey Sean, hey girl, hey, what's up? <laughs> you uh, you finished that uh, nuclear physics class yet, or <laughs> moved on from there? Huh? <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. 
Um, we open up with the first scene. Bart is asleep in his bed, and Lisa is trying to wake him up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, of course, is not waking up. Uh, no. So she does something that I'm pretty sure that I tried to do to somebody once because of this when I was a kid. She uh-huh. pinches his nose to wake him up. Oh. <laughs> I, you know, I feel like that was probably like a common trope in like children's TV back in the day. Oh, I, yeah. I, I bet I did that too, probably to my mom. Sorry, Mom. (laughs) You're not listening to this. Caitlin, how do I get that podcast? (laughs) Oh, boy. You know, my mother asked me that. Yeah. She she she's like, how do I listen to it? I was like, I'll put a link on your on your Facebook wall. And I did, and I don't know. You're I, not gonna like it. I'm sure she wasn't I'm sure she listened to maybe like a minute of it if she did at yeah. all. I I'm sincerely doubt that she we did. We curse we curse too much for her. Robert. <laughs> that language you use. Oh well. Whatever. It's so bad. It's just on the internet. Nobody's gonna hear it. That's right. <laughs> and as we know, nothing on the internet lasts very long. No. <laughs> Certainly not forever. No. Uh, okay. So, anyways, uh, Lisa pinches his nose, and he wakes up. You know, he's sort of snorting and gasp- mm-hmm. uh, gasping there. Yeah, and uh, he, uh, we learn that it's 6 a.m. Yeah. And um, he, he jumps to a place that Caitlin would immediately jump to. Yeah, he's like, something's wrong. <laughs> Dad died. And, um, well, first of all, I would be mad as hell if you woke me up, uh, as you witnessed last night. <laughs> Y'all... Our dogs. So we have beagles, right? They're hound dogs. They're supposed to bark. They they they, they make noise, like, and that's fine. But like this, our little dog Gil has gotten to where he has start he started to bark if he is in the bedroom and like Caitlin is sometimes Caitlin go to bed earlier than me, and so like if I move around in the living room area, he starts barking. He, just, he starts going. Arr! Yeah, and he has a very he's a very loud barker. He's he's such a little dog. He's got such a deep sound. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and you guys have heard Knox bark. It, it is like a full octave deeper than Knox's uh, uh, bark. Yeah, I mean it's just like a like like he's a bass. Yep. <laughs> But That's, it's annoying as hell when you're trying to sleep. And that was a Spaceballs reference I just made for you. Oh, you're so I, welcome. You know I haven't watched Spaceballs. I <laughs> know. I watched and part it of it and it was really boring. It was really boring. <laughs> what the hell, woman? Sorry. That is rude. Wow. Well, I kind of felt the same way about Ghostbusters. <laughs> what? <laughs> like the original one? Yeah. We started watching it and I I tuned out in the middle of it. I'm sorry. What is happening in this house? I don't know. Yeah, look, here's the thing. I'm right, okay? And <laughs> Okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, the dog barks a lot, and it's very annoying. And so last night, I was walking around. I was like going into the kitchen, and I and came, and came out and just like walked out and looked at me. And I said, hi. And she just goes, turn around and walk... I, like, <laughs> back in. Well, this at is- that point, I had texted you. It was after midnight. I said, please come to bed so this dog will stop barking. And <laughs> Robert B. Robert, 20 minutes later, comes trundling in. I had already fallen back asleep. And the dog barked again and woke me up again. <laughs> it was irritating. I was, listen, I've tried everything. Like, I've tried, like, making noise out here, like, so they can hear me, like, Plainly, and like I've, I've tried like saying the names. <laughs> oh well, we'll figure it out. 
Or hey, you can just come to bed when your wife tells you to. Hey, hey, Austin, how's this commentary going for you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so anyway, she, w- she wakes him up, and uh, it's 6 o'clock in the morning, and he, uh, he immediately goes into, uh, something's wrong, Dad died, right? Mm-hmm. And she says, no, he hasn't died. He's fine. And we get a, we get a nice, we, we get a, a, a little joke here that made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and Bart says, oh, what do you know? I'm relieved. Mm-hmm. And then we learn Lisa's birthday is in two days. Yes. Um, we watched Lisa's first word the other day and mm-hmm. we determined that her birthday is sometime in August uh-huh. because, uh, she was born during the summer Olympics. Yes. Um, so this must be taking place in August. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Do you like my deduction skills? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, critical thinking right there. So, uh, Way to drop a deduce on me. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> weird uh so she's like bart my birthday is in two days i'm gonna be eight years old Mm -hmm. it's a big number almost double digits so in like yeah so in this in this instance we have this like sort of strange out of time for Mm -hmm. the show usual usual shows usual yeah because we i think we already assumed that lisa was eight yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we. Do. I don't know if that was actually established in earlier episodes, mm. but because uh, it's kind of like Marge turns, what she turns thirty four. Uh, I think so. In that one episode that I don't remember the name of, um, or I don't remember exactly which episode. Uh huh. Where, where Homer gives her the bowling ball with his name on it. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, the, the Jacques episode. Oh, of course. Uh-huh. That makes sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, a life on the fast lane? Life on the fast lane. Yes, yes that's what it is. Uh, so, yeah, like she's ticking up in this weird timeline we're in. Uh huh. So, so in, uh, at any rate, uh, she says, I'm going to be eight years old. It's a big number, you know, almost double digits. And Bart turns <laughs> turns around into the, you know, the old man sitting on the porch here, basically, yeah. you know, enjoy it while you can. Everything changes when you hit the big one O. Legs start to go, candy doesn't taste as good anymore. And she cuts him off here. Yes, you know, let me pour my heart yeah, out to you, please. She, she, he's making it about him. Yeah, and she wants to, you know, she she has feelings too. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> she, 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 yeah. So she's she goes on about how um, she's been disappointed by Bart mm-hmm. for her, her birthdays, um, every one of her birthdays. Yep. She says. So she, she basically is t- coming to him to be like, hey. I would really like for you to give me a gift this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, okay, yeah, birthday gift coming your way. Yep. So we, we, what, what we've established here is really what, what is the main, the main line here. Yeah. The main plot is that Lisa's birthday coming up and she needs Bart to get him, get her a gift. Yeah. Yeah. So um, then we cut to the kitchen and mm-hmm. they're all eating breakfast. Yep. And Marge asks Bart to watch Maggie while she goes to get the laundry. Yep. He does. I thought this part was going to play a much larger role in this episode and uh-huh. it absolutely does not. Uh-huh. But um, he's eating Crustios, I guess. Yep. And there's a hotline on the back of the box. And uh, he, Bart's like, oh, yes, Krusty Hotline. So he decides. When he's supposed to be watching Maggie, uh huh, to call the hotline. Have you have you ever called a pay by the minute line or anything like that? No, I was going to ask you the same thing. <laughs> I'm guessing you probably did. <laughs> I don't. I man, I don't know why we did this, but we thought it was hilarious to call the 800 number 
one eight hundred eight 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 men. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so like I'm trying to remember now because it would be eight eight eight. Is it like four men? M e n n. Oh, uh, I think is what it was. And anyway, so it was basically like you called and got the you know the voice the voice message be like, oh, you called one eight hundred eight 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 men. Only two ninety nine <laughs> per minute. <laughs> you know, and like, and I mean, I I've always like been really. I've always been really fascinated, like, with the concept of calling a phone sex line. Yeah, okay. It's just very well. I mean, what I mean is like it just. It's I just googled a, that and it didn't. Nothing came up. Oh really? No. Um, it, it was. It's just like a weird. Like, I'm a member of a Facebook group called Humans Doing Human Things, and it just seems like a such a human thing. And I guess it's because you get to like actually speak with a, somebody who is responding to you on the mm-hmm. other line. So I don't know. Like I, if I'm being, I'm being a hundred percent honest with, with you here. Like I have never called one and I certainly would never pay like $5 a minute. Well, uh, in the internet, like, like, cause I remember like the one 900 numbers being the sexy numbers. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's, that's correct. I yeah. Think, uh, maybe this one was not a 900. No, this was one 800 888 men. 888 men? 888 men. <laughs> oh, it's, hold on. 1-800-888. I forgot the 888 part. Uh-huh. We're, we're I got all... nothing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just thought it would be funny if, if it still existed. <laughs> it does not. Um, Yeah, no, I never did that because I have always hated talking on the telephone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never want to do it. Sorry. I get very bad call anxiety. It, yeah, I don't like it. I we've I think we've talked on here before about how I used to be the like the one who had to call <laughs> to order the pizzas yeah. when I was little. Like my old my older and younger brother didn't want to call, right? Uh, and so like I was, but I, and I was always like, but they're waiting for you to call. Like it's they, their job. They want you to yeah. call because that means they. Well, maybe they don't want you to call, but like right. you know, like they're they're the purpose for them being there is to take the call that you're going to make to them. And they're like, oh, you do it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm on their side. I do not like talking on the phone. I, this I is never this have. is true. You know, uh, Caitlin will sometimes like inconvenience herself if it means she does not have to talk to somebody. I still on the haven't phone. made a dentist appointment for this no, very reason. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. we, we need to go to the dentist. Yep, our dentist stopped carrying our insurance, and it really sucked because we had a great dentist. He was awesome, and um, now we have to like start all over. Yeah, and it's of course you know like like everything else in the world like I guess there's not really like a full supply of dentists right now, so we like don't really even have one. We found a couple that we would prefer, but right. they don't. They don't take, take our insurance, or they, they're not taking new patients. Right? Yeah, yeah, which really blows. Um. Anyway, so anyway, so Bart calls the crusty <laughs> the, hotline. The joke, <laughs> the joke is that Bart's calling this hotline. It's fit. Uh, I'm sorry, it's $2 for the first minute and 50 cents for each additional minute. And basically, it's just Krusty laughing for a really long time. Uh-huh. So you're charged <laughs> the $2 and then whatever. Else. I just realized that I told a fib on here. Uh-oh. I have called another 1 800 number, remember? I called the Unsolved Mysteries number. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's um, right. We Uncle, talked about that on the we um, on the podcast. I think. Yeah, we. I think we did because yeah. we talked about uh, Uncle Bill and Uncle Fred. Yeah, <laughs> down on the farm. That's right. God. Yeah, and then you talked to that poor person on the other end. Uncle like, Bill and Uncle Fred need to go to bed. Yeah. I'll never forget that. 
You know, when I was in middle school, I did call the radio station because I really wanted them to play The Offspring. <laughs> really? Which one? What song? Um, Please do Pretty not say. sure it was Pretty Please, Fly no, for a White no, Guy. No, no, no. Sorry. Kayla, no. Sorry. I know. I just, I, I just saw the moment Robert's heart broke. <laughs> Right. As there. Soon as I said, parade. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man, Austin, y'all. you doing okay? How's it going? <laughs> How's it going over there? Checking in over here. Yeah. Um, I think Austin knows. I think Austin, because I, 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 a full disclosure, everybody, I went to college with Austin. Uh, I think Austin knows. Um, I really like, I really love the offspring. Like, except for that. Except for that song. I hate that song. Oh, but what I should say, what I should say is, I like, I like Smash, I like um, Ixnay Ombre, and I like Americana, except for that song. Uh, I remember the, uh, there was a big rock festival that happened uh, uh, in Atlanta at one point, and Offspring was supposed to headline it, but they yielded the headline spot to Black Crows because Black Crows is from Atlanta. Oh. And I remember getting real mad about it. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, it really should not have affected me at but all. But they still played I the still, festival. I, yes, I still okay. saw them. And yeah. I saw them like a little earlier. Yeah. And, I mean. If you were paying, probably cheaper. I'll tell you what, man. By the end of those like long festival days, like the headline band, like you might be like hyped to see them, but you are tired yeah. <laughs> when they come out. Especially like if you've been moshing all day, like yeah. jumping around. I have never been to a music festival. I've been to concerts, obviously, but I've never been to like a full-on music Did festival. Did you see? I believe it was a. I believe it was a music midtown. Is what I'm talking about. The music midtown festival this year in Atlanta. Did you see that it got canceled? Mm-mm. Do you know why? Because of dumb reasons. Uh, yeah, a really fucking dumb reason. It's because the Georgia Supreme Court has recently interpreted that festival events that occur, or events that occur on public land uh-huh. cannot tell people they can't bring guns into the event. Oh my god! And so they canceled. I mean, the the organizers canceled good the event. For, well, good for that sucks for them, but also good for them for having like morals. Like I, I like why I don't do understand. To, why it. do you need to bring a gun to a concert? Yeah, like you I don't. I like. I do not understand that. Like, I can understand people saying that we we have the right to bear arms. I mean, that's true. We have the right to bear arms as members of a well-regulated militia, Mm -hmm, if you actually read the whole fucking amendment. But uh, that being said, I can understand why somebody would say that. But I do not understand why somebody would say, I need to bring this firearm to this place where I know that people are going to be drinking, there's going to be big crowds, and... Um, and, you know, this was brought up because somebody, I forget which county it was. I want to say Paulding County, which would be just right. Uh, um, I think it was Paulding County. Anyways, uh, this was brought up by some gun nuts activist group. Uh, and that's why it got put before the Georgia Supreme Court. And so this huge festival that happens every year, Music Midtown, was canceled over it. And I am just flabbergasted. <sighs> Uh, welcome we can, to America. <laughs> we can. Uh, uh, hey, welcome to Robert's. Uh, this is what rights actually are. Podcast. We can talk about the philosophy surrounding rights if you'd like to. For a or little while. you know, con- <laughs> the actual constitution, and not your cherry picking of whatever you think your rights are. Yeah. All I'm going to say this is very briefly. Just very briefly. Hey, Austin, how are we doing over there? Good? Okay. So, <laughs> I'm. Uh, listen. This is what I'm saying. So, when you enter into society, you yield certain aspects of rights. 
So, like, uh, in philosophy, in a state of nature, you have perfect rights, meaning that you, if, so for example, you have the right to free speech in nature, which means that you can say whatever you want, right? But in society, you do not have the right to say whatever you want. Also, it's free speech in terms of being persecuted by the government. It's not, I can say whatever I want. That's what I'm saying to you. Yeah. Is that, is that in society, we yield certain aspects of those rights because it pursues what we refer to, what is referred to in the Declaration itself as happiness and safety. People think the purpose of the government is to protect rights. That's not true. The purpose of the government is to, well, that's not wholly true. The purpose of the government is to protect rights for the, for the uh, outcome, the means of providing, as Jefferson wrote, happiness and safety. Those are the two words. So I don't have the right to say whatever I want in society in terms of, for example, I do not have the right to speak liable, right? Mm -hmm. I do not have the right to call for a riot. Mm. Mm -hmm. I do not have the right to call for a murder on somebody mm -hmm. because we acknowledge that everyone's happiness and safety is better secured if you do not have the right to do that. <laughs> right. And it's, it's, the same with, it's the same with every right. We yield certain aspects of it to include the right to bear arms, which is why... Uh, which is why we acknowledge that there is somewhere between a slingshot in your back pocket, Bart Simpson, mm -hmm. and holding a personal nuclear warhead, there's a line in there somewhere that you should not cross. Or, you know, stealing the nuclear codes or whatever the oh, fuck well, is going there, on well, in Florida. There's, 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 there's shit, too. Florida man is in trouble. <laughs> I don't know that I've heard anybody refer to him as Florida man. Well, you heard it here first. Oh folks. yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's, let's move on Thank and not alienate our entire listenership. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> hey, I don't know how you people feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You people. <laughs> yeah. No, all, no, all of that at the end of the day is to, is, to, is just to say, um, we, well, how do we get onto this? Oh, it's from the, uh, from the, the music festival. <laughs> Yeah, Robert. <laughs> Gramps, Gramps over here ranting and raving. <laughs> so I tied an AK-47 to oh, my belt, which boy. was the style of the time. <laughs> Why do you people listen to this? I uh, don't understand. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes I try to keep to keep it on the rails, and it does not work. <laughs> you know what this is? This is Caitlin putting down the little bumper rails at the bowling alley, yep. and me just throwing the ball yep. into the next lane. <laughs> Robert's running down the fucking alley, just <laughs> going nuts. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's my rant. <laughs> yeah. So, so he he was supposed to watch Maggie. Yeah. So in meanwhile, as Bart is calling the uh, crusty hotline, whatever the fuck it is, uh, Maggie has somehow attached herself to the ceiling fan in the kitchen. Man, we went all that way because I started talking about one eight hundred eighty eight men. Yes. <laughs> Okay, she, yes. she attached herself. I have told, guys, I have told this man that he needs an edit button. <laughs> you're, you're witnessing my reality right now. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we learned there's a new message every day yeah. on the on the 1888 Krusty, uh -huh. whatever. Um, 1888 Krusty. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh, so uh, Maggie's flipping around on the fan and Marge comes back and she's like, Bart, I asked you to watch your sister. He said, I tried to stop her, but she overpowered me. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Maggie, oh, uh, all this is to get to the point that Homer does not have a shirt to put on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I will say that we, in this episode, get a couple of Maggie jokes. 
Uh-huh. Um, and yep. one, the first one is just here where he says, where Bart says, she overpowered me and she spits her pacifier <laughs> and bonks him in the head with it. Yeah. So, so I, you know... Maggie is a, a fun character for me just because she doesn't speak mm-hmm. except for that one exception that made me cry the uh, other day. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> but that's Maggie's first word, right? That's the yeah. that's the name of the episode. It's Lisa's first word. Lisa's first word. Lisa's that's first right. word. And, and, and it ends with because, Homer's. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. Oh, you watched that because of the Bart hanging hang on the clothesline. <laughs> whoa, whoa. And, you know, I haven't watched it recently, like where I've paid attention to the whole thing. So, like, yeah. I totally forgot about that and it caught me and it got my it, uh-huh. I got my feelings sucker punch <laughs> right in the feels uh so Marge comes back up from the basement with the la- the laundry Homer comes into the kitchen he's like who stole my shirt who to- stole my shirt uh-huh. and Marge says oh I washed it and uh it turns out that there was a laundry mishap at the mm-hmm. Simpsons house and now all of Homer's shirts have turned pink yes yes I remember this scene very well uh when I was little and the reason is because of the upcoming article of clothing that's going to be mentioned. I was going to ask you if you'd ever had a laundry mishap, but until you met me, you did not sort your clothes. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 so you had lots of laundry mishaps. You just went with the flow. Well, I mean, I can't really see anyway. So <laughs> that's true. Like the, like I can't like, so here, here is like how my color blindness works. So when Marge pulls the shirt out uh-huh. and they say it's pink, mm-hmm. I can look at that and say, Yes, that's pink. But late in a few minutes here, when Homer comes walking in uh, on the on the camera and he's amidst the sea of white shirts, I couldn't you tell couldn't that tell. it was pink. Okay. Um, yeah. So we learned that everything's pink, and it's because Bart threw his lucky red hat into the washer. Ah, uh, my clothes. lucky red hat, clean yeah. as a whistle. Yeah. So um, is this the first lucky red hat? No, it's not. No, okay. I, there, I call us not. Call of Simpsons, maybe? We've talked about the Lucky Red Hat okay, before. Okay, okay. A couple times, I think. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, he... Um, Homer gets very angry, and of course, and... He says, I'm not popular enough to be different. Doesn't he say that he, over here? <laughs> he, yeah, he's uh, he's upset that, you know, he's not going to fit in mm-hmm. um, when he goes to work. So, um Marge says, please, no one's going to notice if you wear a pink shirt to work. Yep. And then we cut to the power plant. Uh-huh. And Mr. Burns and Smithers are looking at the footage from... On what are apparently brand new color monitors. Yeah, <laughs> but they're looking at the footage from the uh, security cameras. Mm-hmm. And Homer immediately sticks out to Mr. Burns. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, who's that man in pink? Yep, uh, and we get we uh, get from uh, Smithers here another one of those uh, very common references to Homer. He says one of your boobs from sector. That's Homer Simpson, one of your boobs from Sector Seven G. Right, I lost my spot. Please carry on. Uh, we are at uh, Pi three fourteen. Oh, oh wow. Okay. <laughs> so at any at any rate, um, uh, Mr. Burns notices him and says, "Oh, well, he seems to be some outlandish person, free thinking anarchist." Because everyone in this moment is wearing white shirts, which Caitlin rightly pointed out while we were watching is not always the case right. at the Springfield nuclear plant. Uh, and it was pointed out on the wiki that that is a criticism of this episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Mr. Burns, uh, M- he, Mr. Burns, he basically he calls security in to like 
apprehend Homer. To deal with it, yeah. Yeah. So Meanwhile, Homer sees Lenny and Carl. Yeah. Speaking of, Carl always wears a pink sweater. Is he wearing one here? No, it is blue. Oh, okay. Um so they're sta- they're standing at the uh they're standing like the at the break, break area yeah. And they pull out a donut and say, hey, we're, uh, we saved you a donut. It has pink frosting. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody's making fun of him for wearing pink. Yeah. Um, uh, and then Homer basically is defending himself. He says, just because I'm wearing a pink shirt doesn't mean I'm some kind of pink donut either. Although it is tempting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are, Homer. Yeah. That's like that's like your trademark is that, is that yeah. pink donut. But. Yeah. So um, then by this point, the security guards have caught up to Homer. Yep. And they take him away. They he, say, let's go pinky. Yep. He's, he's about to take a bite out of this donut, but ends up having to yeah, drop it. I don't know if that's like a communist slam or what, but. Hmm, I don't know. Maybe it is. Well, being a radical free thinker. And not fitting into the norm, I guess, would be enough to... Yeah, and well, I mean, it, I, uh, what I'm thinking about right now is pink's close association to the color red. Yeah, well, and... pink Okami. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh. You've never heard that phrase? I've never heard that phrase. Oh, okay. What? Wait, what? No, no. Well, now you got to tell me what it is. I mean, it's just a, like, it's like a... If you would call, you'd call somebody like a red, uh-huh. but you could also call them a pink Okami. Wow. I, I don't know that. Yeah. Huh. I don't know what the origins of that are. Okay. Well, I assume it would be... Um, McCarthyism? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. It was coined in 1925 in the United States to uh, describe a person regarded as being sympathetic to communists. Ah. They're not necessarily a member of the Communist Party. I see. That so makes sense. So you're a di- diluted he's communist. The, yeah, he's, not, he's, not, he's not full red. He's pink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> gotcha. Exactly. Okay. Uh, at any rate... So we then cut to a an interrogation scene. Uh, Homer is trying to make the case that mm-hmm. you know he didn't mean to wear pink. You know his son threw a red hat into white laundry, and so uh, Smithers reveals that his body cavity search revealed nothing. That is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fucked up. Can you imagine being at work and like having to go through a full cavity search? Uh, y'all, we are watching a show called Severance right now. Oh yeah, and it's, that's messed up. Uh, it's on Apple TV. We're, it's very good. We're only on episode like four. We finished episode four. four yeah, I think. I think we were about to start five. Um, but anyway, the, uh, long story short, yeah, right. I can't do that. <laughs> um, but as short as I can possibly uh be. Uh, the show is about a man. What's his name? The actor. The actor's name. Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah, that is his name, isn't it? Yes. Um, Adam Scott. It portrays a man who works for a company called Lumen, and he works in a division that's called the Severance Division. And what that means is that he agreed to have a chip inserted into his brain, which means that he does not know himself outside of work, and his outside of work self does not know. His, his work, work self. self at all. So he's basically living two separate realities. Yeah, and they've done a really great job. I will say, like they, they've done a really great job of doing the POV because they, they take an elevator up, which I guess you know is supposed to be the. It's like where the like ship activates, I guess. Yeah, or whatever. But um, anyways, they 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 have shown them from their point of view getting into the elevator a couple of times, and the, the doors just close, and the doors just open right back up, and it's the next day for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways. That is uh, that is all to say that um, they have a room called the break room, which is very nefarious. And that's it's what not was... <laughs> it's not the 
have a cup of coffee room. It's a I'm going to break you mentally room. It sure is. Yep. I did not put that together. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was confused for a while because they kept talking about the break room. I'm like, you guys are in the break room. What are you talking about? But yeah. the break room in their little work area, what we would call a break room, is a kitchenette. Yeah. It's labeled kitchenette. Yeah. <laughs> it sure is the break room in the sense I will break you. Yeah. I break you mentally. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Welcome to our severance podcast. Yeah. Hey, check it out if you get if you get the chance. <laughs> By the way, Apple TV, if you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, <laughs> reach out to us at escalationnowhereupod at gmail.com. I'd take I'd settle for a free subscription. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um. <laughs> Shh, no, we got a bargain. Oh, sorry. A free subscription and millions uh, of dollars. Oh. Wow, you going out? Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> I was I was just accused of shooting for the low ball. So <laughs> take it from me, kids. Aim low. That way, no <laughs> one cares if I fail. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so at any rate, Homer is in the quote unquote break room, uh-huh. as we would describe it there, and uh, he apparently has had a, a cavity search. Um, and Smithers, what he's doing here is saying, you know, we must. Uh, his, his cavity search revealed nothing. We must have X-rayed him a hundred times. Maybe he's telling the truth. And Homer immediately turns on Smithers, not Homer, uh, Mr. Burns, turns on Smithers, of course. You know, maybe you two are in cahoots. I seem to recall you had a penchant for bell-bottom trousers. And I'm going through this whole thing for for a reason because... Uh, Smithers responds here and says, that was my costume for the plant production of HMS Pinafore. (laughs) (laughs) I love all the Gilbert and Sullivan references in The Simpsons as a whole. There are a couple in here, and I'm not sure if I wrote down the other ones, but this this one really rides through hard because of Cape Fear. Yeah, that's what I... Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but like... And then it's like Kelsey Grammer, too. And Mm -hmm. if you've ever watched Frasier, you know that like Gilbert and Sullivan also plays a, a role in... I have, Frasier. I have watched Frasier, but that's because my older brother really loved it and has seen every episode. So have I. I think multiple times. So have I. <laughs> I, so. I, I definitely have. Um, just because it was in syndication uh-huh. um, for a long, long time. Anyway. Um, uh, so at, at any rate, um, Mr. Burns immediately uh, relents and says, Ah, oh, yes, of course. Your spirited hornpipe stole the show, as I recall. <laughs> So we, uh, all of this is bringing us to the point that Dr. Marvin Monroe is in the room. So they ask him about what to do. M- uh, Dr. Monroe points out that he has a personality test, a take-home test. It's 20 simple questions that will determine just how crazy or mashugana uh, someone is. Yeah. I didn't realize that's what mashugana meant. Yeah. It's a, Did you learn that in your in your Yiddish? Study? I have not, <laughs> not in my Duolingo Yiddish. I haven't done it in a long time, but. Um, yeah, so essentially, like, they need to establish Homer's baseline for sanity Yeah, is what's going on. Yeah. Um, then we go back to the Simpsons house. We do, and we come to what I would not, def- I would definitely not call this an iconic moment, but it's something that has always stuck out in my mind. I remember this moment where Marge is sitting spraying her hair with with a hairspray, mm-hmm. and she, pull, uh, she runs out of one can. There's several cans already on the counter, and, and she, she opens a drawer, <laughs> and, and there's, there's a whole drawer. And there's nothing but hairspray. Yes. She Amazon subscribed and saved to her hairspray. Ah, yeah. Yeah, she probably forgot to cancel it several times. Yep. <laughs> Hi, welcome to my world. Uh, so 
Homer comes in while she's doing her hair uh-huh. and asks her to fill out the form. And she's like, no, this is a uh, intimate psychological profile. I mm-hmm. can't fill this out for you. So he's like, all right, I'll get Lisa to do it. Yep. <laughs> and then he goes into Lisa's room. He's like, Lisa, you like homework. Could you fill and, out this form for and me? Yes. And here we get an- another moment that really sticks out in my mind. I think this one is an iconic Lisa moment. Mm-hmm. She says, all right, but you have to listen to this poem I wrote. Uh-huh. Homer, of course, begrudgingly agrees. And uh, the poem's <laughs> title, this reminds me of the joke that I, I pull this with Caitlin sometimes. <laughs> I will make like a song out of like fart noises or something. And then she'll say, I'll say, do you like my song? And she'll say, yeah, what's it called? And uh-huh. I'll say, uh, that one is called Dewdrop on the Lilies as the sun glistens while the, <laughs> the earth keeps turning in this empty universe. <laughs> She'll be like, oh. Like, that's intense. <laughs> so anyways, uh, the, the poem is Meditations on Turning Eight. And uh, if you have, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just by listening to my the name of that poem, you certainly will as soon as I say the first line. I had a cat named Snowball. She died. She died. Mom said she was sleeping. She lied. She lied. <laughs> why, oh, why is my cat dead? Couldn't that Chrysler hit me instead? but then but there we go we go to the the next verse i had a hamster hamster named snuffy he died and homer's just like nope (laughs) no more yeah so he's like yep i don't i'm not gonna make you do this so um then we learn that he has asked a part to do it because Uh he's laying on the sofa Mm -hmm. snowball two is curled up on his belly i thought that was very nice Uh um and even even Bart's like, Matt, Dad, maybe you should do this, mm-hmm. and and he's like, Oh no, it's there's no difference. Um, he's like, uh, it's no different than the time that I let you vote for me. Remember that absentee ballot? Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, Home, we 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 then kind of uh, we have a little segment here where Homer, while Bart is filling this out, is watching <clears throat> what is a um, an America's Funniest Home Video style show. Mm-hmm. But I think they're actually probably making reference to America's Funniest People. Oh. Did you ever watch America's Funniest People? Is that the one with Dave Coulier? Yes. Yes. So I always m- way more preferred America's Funniest Home Videos. And, and the reason is because America's Funniest Home Videos, they just showed the videos. Like he would mm-hmm. offer commentary in the beginning and then they'd all laugh, you know, and he'd have something mm-hmm. to say. Uh, Bob Saget would. R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Four went uh, out for Bob Saget. That's right. <laughs> um, after the video, but America's Funniest People would do these like, like voiceover voice-overs. dubs, yes, in the videos, and I hated it. Yeah, I hated that. Show. I don't remember that. I just kind of remember it being two similar shows with two different guys from the same show. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's was, true. Was yeah, <laughs> Daisy Fuentes a co-host on America's Funniest People. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, because he had like a sidekick. Dave Coulier did. Yeah, maybe he did. And then he did that dumb moose thing or whatever. Anyway. The dumb moose thing? <laughs> like his little character. Oh, I don't know. I'll oh, have to... <laughs> okay. Because um, it, it was like something he would do on Full House, and then he like did it on this show. If oh, I'm man. Rem- if I'm remembering way, correctly. Way to ride that train. <laughs> 
Yeah, right? I know. So uh, anyway, so we learn that the video finalists are man breaking hip. And then you hear a guy screaming. Uh-huh. Dog on fire. Uh, anybody order a hot dog? Yeah. <laughs> and Homer's Homer laughing. He thinks that's funny. And then he's like, and finally, baby with nail gun. Uh-huh. And then nail, uh, nail gun fires. You know, Homer sure didn't think that was funny when Maggie had a... Uh, what would she have? A mallet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in uh, Itchy and Scratchy well, she, in March. She ends up with a nail gun in another episode, she, according to the wiki. She does. I, I don't remember. Yeah, no, no, she does. And I'm, I'm trying to remember wh- where it is. But, of course, uh, if you've listened to our shorts, you know that Maggie has also stuck a fork in the, in the socket. socket. And yeah, yeah. She's just... Falling off the roof. <laughs> yeah, so um, <clears throat> they're, they're casting their votes. Uh-huh. And then um, Bart... Uh, uh, Homer really wants Dog on Fire to win. He thinks that's the funniest one. Uh So meanwhile, Bart is now filling out the form. He's like, hey, Dad, uh, do you hear voices? Yep, Homer says, well, I'm hearing one now. I'm trying to watch TV. Yep. Do you, are you quick to anger? Shut up or I'll shut you up. Yeah. And then, um, do you wet your pants? And then he's like, well, even the best of us have an occasional accident. Uh That's a Bart Bart responding to himself. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... We, you can see pretty quickly where this is going. Uh-huh. And um, Homer's turned in his... He, we go back to the power plant. Homer's turned in his test, and he asks if he passed, mm-hmm. and they all <laughs> they say, no. Did I ever tell you about the multiple choice uh, test that I had in chemistry in 11th grade? I don't think so. So one of my, one of my favorite teachers from all of my schooling was my chemistry teacher. Uh, and he also taught me physics as well. But, um, at any rate, uh, in 11th grade, he had a test that he gave us. It was multiple choice and <laughs> get ready. Cause this would really, really mess with you. It really messed with me. All of the answers were C. Oh yeah. <laughs> that would not. Every one of the answers was uh, C. That's fucked up. That's like, yeah, that's messed <laughs> up. <laughs> like, and you know, like I, I, I mean, I, I was, I was a better student in college than I was in high school. Um, but I was not a bad student. And so like I was high B, low A average, generally speaking. And I remember going through that test and I was like, there is no way, no way that he made all of these answers C. And so I convinced myself, even though I had C on one of the answers initially, uh-huh. I convinced myself You're that like, it was wrong. I must wrong. be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That's like psychological and chemical. <laughs> yes, it is. It should have been a psych course. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, uh, I, I kind of got those vibes as Bart was filling out all the wrong answers on this. Right. Yeah. So anyways, uh, he's, he's brought into the, he's back in the interrogation room, uh, the break room as uh-huh. it were. Uh, did I pass? No. They take him away. The security hauls him off. It's not the first time that uh, the goons have come for Homer. No. Not even in this episode. That's right. So then he's going um, under more psychological evaluation. He's doing a Rorschach test, which is the Eekblot test. Uh-huh. Uh, he has uh, at, uh, he has he is in uh, New Bedlam now, right? Um, I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. So he goes from the plant, and they take him to the asylum, which is New Bedlam. Do you know where the original Bedlam is? Is it in London? Yes. Is it at the hospital? It's Bethlehem Hospital. Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. But oh. it gets the nickname Bedlam. Yeah. It was founded in 1552. When? <laughs> 1552? Yes. Wow. I was wondering because I, um, I, did a, I did a scene at one point with some people and somebody referred to someone sounding like they belonged in Bedlam uh-huh. because they were saying something that was just wild. Uh, and at the time, I did not know 
what that was at all. Yeah. <laughs> so. so basically, it was an insane asylum established in the 16th century. Uh-huh. Um, well, I mean, it pro- it likely existed beforehand. However, uh-huh. uh, when Henry VIII dissolves the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. a lot of that charity goes away. Goes, goes with it. So yeah. then it becomes part of the government to pick that back up. Right. So okay. Bethlehem was run by monks um, before... 1552 ah. and then the, the um, government picks up the care of- is is that the year that he uh, that he establishes the Church of England 1552 no he's dead by then 1552 okay. is Edward VI <laughs> wow this is all part of my I, 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 know, I, know, I, know, I know I know there's a reason that you know that but <laughs> yeah yeah no so I, he's he's dead um, but like the problems increase once mm-hmm. the Catholic Church is dissolved in England I um I always like forget when exactly uh, when exactly Henry reigned, Henry VIII reigned, um, and I'm I'm always of the impression, and, and I know this is not true that it goes straight into Elizabeth, but that's not right. Uh, yeah, because because there's Edward the Sixth, but he dies, Henry dies in 1547. Okay. And so that's when Edward the Sixth picks up, but then mm-hmm. he like only lasts like a couple years. Yeah, he's not there for long. Mm-mm. And then Elizabeth picks up. Gotcha. It goes to sixteen oh three, and then it's Bloody Mary. Yeah. Oh wait, no, Bloody Mary's first, right? Yeah, Bloody and Mary, then... and then Elizabeth. Sorry. Yeah. <sighs> Welcome to our <laughs> British Monarchs <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. So one of these days, I'm one of these days. Uh, for, to aid me in my job, I'm not just being weird, although I do this kind of stuff to be weird, I guess. Um, I am going to actually memorize the song of all the monarchs um, oh. and and their dates. Okay. So that will help me like with law stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyways, all that's to say that Homer is at New Bedlam. New, New Bedlam. Bedlam. <laughs> Which is in America in the 20th century. And, and they're doing ink block tests. Yep. Uh, and so they show an image and Homer says devil with a fly open. The other one looks like a spill on the floor, bugs going after it. Uh huh. And then the third one looks, uh, suspiciously like Bart Mm -hmm. and Homer flies off of his chair. (laughs) The boy. This isn't fair. Yeah. So, um, how can you tell who's sane and who's insane? And the doctor responds, Oh, we have a simple method and he stamps his hand. Insane. And it says insane. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So they then put him in a room. Mm-hmm. Um, they said, put him in the room with the big white guy who thinks he's the little black guy. Yep. <sighs> um, he throw, uh, So Homer gets thrown in there, uh-huh. and then we see this towering fellow mm-hmm. stand up. He uh, looks like Kearney. He does kind of look bald like... Yeah. He's bald. Yeah. He does kind of look like Kearney. Yeah. Um, and so he stands up, and he walks over to him. There's this foreboding music, you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, behind him and then he puts his hand out and says hi i'm michael jackson from the jacksons and then homer shakes his hand and he says i'm homer simpson from the simpsons how meta yeah right (laughs) so um then we discover that homer's never heard of michael jackson Uh and he's like i'm a very popular entertainer Mm -hmm. um and then hold on sorry so in, uh, in short, Homer, yeah, Homer does not know who Michael Jackson is. And I thought to myself in, a, in that moment, I was like, who would not know who Michael Jackson is? Like, that's impossible. Yeah. But then I thought to myself, you know, when I looked at that Music Midtown lineup this year, I didn't know almost yeah. anybody. Although I feel like now is very different than it was in the early 90s because, like, 
at this point, Michael Jackson had been around for a while. Yeah. From the Jackson yeah. Five. Yeah. Oh, well, but fair like, enough. Yeah. He was so ubiquitous in the eighties. Yeah. This is ninety one. So you're like his his popularity is still going strong. And yeah. You, you don't have the internet, so you see like all these little indie bands or whatever. Like. Yeah. I feel I, like it. I feel like it's a bit different. I can't. I. I wonder. Yeah. I, I mean, I. I was going to Maybe say... Maybe I'm just saying that to make us feel better. <laughs> so we not, don't feel so, so old. old. Yeah. I was thinking about this in terms of like TikTok influencers and stars who oh, like, I have yeah. no so idea. So I was on like, Reddit the other day and <laughs> one of the like ask Reddit questions was what internet personality should just disappear? And I went through the comments on that and I was like, I do not know who any of these people are yeah, zero. um yeah it, 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 like but it's they're just there's so many like yeah. you can only you can only abs- absorb so much media mm-hmm. at, at, the, at the same time though i think it also is sort of like saying you know i don't watch sports so i did not know who michael jordan was right <laughs> like yeah like he's like michael jackson I, obviously homer is a cartoon character and they can yeah. make him know what he Right. What is convenient to the plot. <clears throat> well, and uh, it's Homer too. And he's just kind of an oaf who doesn't really pay attention to anything. So yes. I guess, but I feel like in reality in the, in 1991, Michael <laughs> Jackson was so ubiquitous and he, and he transcended like music. Uh-huh. He was more of a like full on pop culture yeah. person. Yep. Like, I mean, he was in commercials and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe that just makes the point all the more, you know, uh, yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Sorry. Uh, it just, it just drives the point home that Homer really is out of touch. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> is, am I out of touch? No, it's the children who yeah. are wrong. <laughs> yes. So, uh, at any rate, um, we, uh, we establish that Homer has not heard of anything, uh, to include thriller, uh-huh. which, um, uh, was probably like the real money uh, in yeah. this moment in time. Yeah, and then like he sings a little bit of Billy Jean. We get the, yeah, we get this like, I guess we, I guess it's really just this obligatory. Okay, here's Michael Jackson. This singing is really some. Michael Jackson. So yeah. something interesting that I learned on the wiki um, is that contractually, Michael Jackson was not able to sing in this episode. Oh, really? So the person singing is an impersonator. Really? Yes. Uh, now there was also they also said that he he didn't want to sing on the episode because he wanted to fool his brothers into thinking that it was really him, even though it was an impersonator. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I mean, that seems to track just because Michael Jackson was really weird in <laughs> yeah. that regard. Yeah. So uh, I I thought that was interesting. Okay. It is not him singing. That. Well. Fooled me. Sure, sure did. Yep. <laughs> I did not know. Yep. Uh. At any rate, um, and we also get this obligatory, Homer says, what's that thing you're doing with your feet? Yeah. He's referring, of course, to the moonwalk. Yeah. And we had this moment where he tries to teach Homer how to do it. And, and then Homer goes forward <laughs> instead of backwards. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. And he's like, um, uh, basically, like, why are you in here? Homer says, it's because I wore a pink shirt. Mm-hmm. And um, Michael Jackson says, I understand. People thought I was crazy for the way I dressed. Uh, Homer asks him what he wore. He said, I wore one white glove covered in rhinestones. And Homer responds here with a very cartoon thing to do. Uh, if somebody is crazy, he does like the, the bubble, bubbling yeah. yeah, with his finger over his lips. Um, yeah. 
Uh, I'm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <could> this, do... <laughs> this, um, th- I, I, at one point I wrote, this is fucked up because it's like very, I, I don't want to use the word woke because I feel like that's a very charged term these days, but uh-huh. like this, especially like the first half of this episode takes mental health very nonchalantly yeah, and it's a little bit, it, it rubs the wrong way yeah i think well i think that you know uh the show is really showing its age oh uh, yeah yeah that's what i mean like yeah i mean for 1991 yeah this was perfectly fine nobody batted an eye yeah but it did not age well Uh uh-huh in that regard so uh anyways uh we will see those from time to time uh we then cut to the kids who are sitting on the couch and they watch a particularly violent itchy and scratchy it was so violent that i actually did it's laugh cre- at it. it's very cringy <laughs> like oh itchy i gotta say like i think i've said this before itchy and scratchy are not it's not my favorite thing <laughs> i like porch pals <laughs> i'm on marge's side i'm like god damn more lemonade yeah so like in this one i can't remember what it's called but like it's scratchy's birthday so yep. she puts a box on the table and uh-huh. it's like his present and then he takes scratchy's tongue and ties it around like the bow uh-huh. and then he puts a bomb or he puts a bomb in it and then he ties scratchy's tongue around it uh-huh. and then it blows up and scratchy's head falls off and yeah, it should be noted that uh, they're both wearing party they're hats. wearing party hats so like the that hat lands on scratchy's stump of a neck uh-huh. and then his head that has blown off then lands on the party hat like what who thought of that that is fucked up <laughs> Like I Jesus say, Christ! I have to say, I mean, <laughs> my my wife is my wife is gonna walk out this door after this recording because I'm good. Uh, not only because of the one 888 men, <laughs> but now I'm gonna say this. I think this is my favorite itchy oh scratchy of so far. <laughs> what is wrong with you? It's just so gratuitously violent. It's so, it's, <laughs> uh, but I like I like were the writers just sitting in the writers' room be- pitching ideas, and then somebody's like. What about his head blows up and it falls on a party hat? Like, what the hell? I mean, I assume that's what happened, yeah. Uh, well, we could watch this with the commentary later. We yeah, didn't do that. Yeah, we, we, we could. We, we didn't because we, that's not our usual yeah. uh, tack. We but. don't want to be tainted by the commentary of uh-huh. the creators. <laughs> so at any rate, um, the, uh, the kids are watching it. They laugh, as usual. And Lisa points out to Bart oh. that... Uh, you know, before he, it before is he just died. now occurring to me that this ties back into oh, really? the actual <laughs> theme of the episode. Uh, I bet, I bet Scratchy appreciated his birthday present, and then she says, "Do you see how this yeah. relates to us?" Bart once again says, "You know, essentially, if that's what you want, you want a birthday present, you got it. You want he, what he says actually is, hey, you want that once a year empty gesture? You got it, mm-hmm. sis.' Yeah. So then we go back to the um, to New Bedlam, uh huh, and. Uh, Homer's like, hey, Michael, I don't get it. These guys are as normal as you and me. Uh-huh. And so Michael, well, Jackson. One of these guys that's in the room, by the way, is clearly Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, There's quite a few. Uh, apparently, some of this is uh, taken from one flu. One flu, the, yes. Yeah, yeah uh, the chief is, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think, like, the one guy was supposed to be... Um, 
or his name is Floyd. He was supposed to be like a Rain Man character. Uh-huh. But uh, he introduced him to Homer. He goes, Homer, this is Floyd. He's an idiot savant. Give him any two numbers and he can multiply them in his head just <laughs> like that. That's right. And so Homer's like, all right. Five times nine. <laughs> 45. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And then they go to the chief. He hasn't said a word since 1968. Um, Homer, and, Homer says, hey, chief. And he responds, hello. hello. <laughs> uh, did you notice how much chief, like, in He the looks w- like Ringo. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. He looks like Ringo from the portrait market. Okay. I'm glad that wasn't just me. <laughs> nope. Not you. Um, and then like all the doctors like swarm around the chief and he's like, it's about time somebody reached out to me. So So essentially chief hasn't said anything because no one has said said anything anything to him. him. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, um, uh, Homer's like, well, I got to call my family. Yep. And so he goes to the phone. Yeah. He's, he, uh, he, I guess Homer has this call anxiety. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so at any rate, uh, he, he says, uh, this is embarrassing. They think I'm a god. Uh, and Michael offers to call for him. Mm-hmm. He says, okay, great. So um, he calls, and Bart picks up, and he says, he says Joe's crematorium, you kill him, we grill him. <laughs> that yeah. is the exact same phrase that was on one of those like joke posters that they used to have at Spencer Gifts when I was young. Oh. The Roadkill Cafe is oh. what it was. You kill him, we, we grill him. Excuse me. So... Anyway, uh, uh, Michael is on the line. He says, who is this? And Bart says, Bart Simpson, who the hell are you? I actually didn't even notice him saying that. Oh, Um, I did. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And then he uh, he says, I'm Michael Jackson. And Bart is like very shocked. He says, be Michael Jackson? No way. Uh Uh-huh. And then... If you're really Michael Jackson... Who were your last four dates to the Grammys? Brooke Shields, Diana Ross, Emmanuel Lewis, and Bubbles. <laughs> yeah, so that like seals a deal for Bart. He wholeheartedly believes this is Michael Jackson. Uh-huh. Um, he's like, can you stay on the line while I call or get all my friends and relatives? And he's mm-hmm. like, I'm afraid not, Bart. Your father really needs your help. Um, you don't want him to get a lobotomy, do you? And so... Uh, Bart falls into a little uh, uh, daydream sequence here uh-huh. where he walks in and knocks something over and we see Homer sitting in his pink shirt. Yeah, he's um, got scars over his eyes as if he has gotten a lobotomy. I wrote down the scars because uh-huh. that's not lobotomy scars. Lobotomies, uh, at least when they went on the road, because I watched a little documentary about lobotomies uh-huh. uh, some while back, they just went in through the nose. Oh, that makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I guess people watching this might not have known that. Yeah, uh, well, they I guess, see, I guess they didn't see that I'm, documentary. I'm sure I'm sure they didn't. Um but uh anyways, if you want to if you want to like read some fucked up history, uh uh look into look into the lobotomy and the lobotomy mobile and all that. Read but, about Rosemary Kennedy. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um so, anyways, uh, uh, Bart, it's this sort of situation, you know, where like they have this daydream sequence, and Bart essentially he doesn't actually do this here, but it's just like they would uh, see a scene where he would normally go, hmm, you know, in like glee and and mm-hmm. intrigue, but then he says, well, there's probably a downside I don't see. Yeah. <laughs> so he uh, keeps talking on the phone. He says that uh, you know Homer loves us, needs us, fears he may never get to see us again. Got it. And then he's like, yeah, Michael Jackson. Woohoo. Um, so, and he then. He heads straight into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. 
and Marge is in the kitchen. Bart does a moonwalk over to her uh-huh. and hands him uh, hands her the paper to essentially let her know that Homer is in the institution. Yeah. So <laughs> she once once Bart says, "Hey, d- hey mom, dad's in a mental institution." She's like, "Oh my god, mother was right." <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, just solidifies the Bouvier's opinion on Homer. Yeah. Just a little bit more. Cutting back, uh, Homer is there with Michael and um uh, then Michael says to Homer, you know, your family's going to be here before you know it. But then we get a blue-haired, not wise guy looking wise guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, forget it, pal. There's only one way out of here and it ain't pretty. Well, what's that? Dating a nurse. <laughs> that, yeah. that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we go back to the Simpsons house and Marge says, I told you kids you were going to send your father to a the crazy house mm-hmm. and then Bart's like no mom you said the poor house and then they go back and forth yeah crazy house poor house crazy house yeah. poor house yep uh anyway so she's calling in to get in contact with the asylum and uh there she calls is- the new bedlam <laughs> wrongly committed hotline apparently there is that thing yes yes <laughs> um and so please stay on the line and then <laughs> Music that they have while she's waiting is crazy. Well, Patsy Klein for you. Crazy for feeling so lonely. And uh, then we cut over to Homer in their room, Mm -hmm. in Michael and Homer's room. Homer's crying. uh, crying. Mm -hmm. He's afraid. He says, I'm afraid to admit this, but I'm scared. And then uh, Michael soothes him with a song. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, this was not a real song. Yes, it is. Uh, it is. Uh, okay. I can't remember the name of the song, but it is. It's from a movie, I think. Oh, okay. Um, so, at any rate, uh, he soothes him enough that Homer falls asleep. He's mumbling in his sleep, talking about hotcakes, football, and boobies. <laughs> yes. Hold on. Sorry. I'm looking for the song. It's so, uh, it's Ben. Ben is the name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so at, at any rate, uh, we then cut to uh, group session inside New Bedlam, and there is a gentleman who is experiencing agoraphobia, which is the fear of open spaces and crowds. Mm-hmm. And Homer is just exhibiting his enti- his his abject ignorance of it. Although I will say this, uh, I I I think that a lot of people who don't experience certain issues in in mental health uh, think that there is a way that you can reason through it, right? Oh, yeah. And, like, and that's just oftentimes not the case. Like, right. It's not about reason. Uh, uh, it, as a matter of fact, it's about, it's about not being reasonable mm-hmm. in, in terms of the, the action or the thoughts that are made, right? Right. Well, and a lot of times it's about brain chemistry too. And right. that's, you know, that's not something you can reason with. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I mean. Uh, and so anyways, I, I, I know what they were going for here that Homer is just being dope, dopey Homer and yeah. doesn't understand. Um, but, uh, it did make me think, you know, that really is how a lot of people <laughs> think about uh, oh, yeah. mental issues. Yeah. So at any rate, uh, we then cut in and Marge is talking to uh, talking to the doctor, no doubt trying to get Homer out of there. Mm-hmm. And she uh, she says, you know, if you just go five minutes without mentioning our son Bart, you'd see how sane he is. And the doctor says, wait, there's a Bart for real? <laughs> yeah, so so what they say that Homer is suffering from is a persecution complex, extreme paranoia, and bladder hostility. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> Which I guess accounts for the wedding of the pants. They, uh, they, yeah, they really milk that wedding your pants joke a, a few yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
they're, uh, the doctor is astonished to hear that there really is a Bart. Um, then we cut back to the asylum and Homer's about to eat a giant stack of pancakes. So it looks like he's actually finally found something that he really is going to enjoy doing Mm -hmm. in the asylum. But guess what? (laughs) He's got a visitor. It's Marge. Yep. And we see the doctors come in and say, you know, after talking with her, we realize, or we believe you're not a threat to yourself or anyone else. Mm -hmm. Uh, Homer responds, but that's the most flattering thing anyone's ever said to me. (laughs) Could I have it in writing? And then they give him a certificate that says not insane. Not insane. That's right. Yeah. So uh, Marge is very proud of him. And, That's or, Michael. Th- yeah. I'm sorry. Michael's very proud of him. Yep. And, he, uh, and he's, he responds to Michael uh, as they shake hands saying, you know, you really helped me. If you ever find your marbles, come visit us. And then we find out that Michael's only there voluntarily. Uh-huh. So he can go. He can basically leave whenever he wants. Right. Um, he says, uh, Homer asks him why he's only there voluntarily. Michael says, well, back in 79, I got real depressed when my off-the-wall album just got one lousy Grammy nomination. (laughs) So we uh, cut immediately back to the Simpsons kitchen where it's just Lisa and Maggie. We get another good Maggie joke here because Lisa's singing happy birthday to me in a very depressed fashion. And she finishes and starts crying and then Maggie blows her party horn. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So, and then the the, um, phone rings and Bart answers it again yep joe's taxidermy you snuff him we stuff him yeah uh and it's it's homer they're coming home he tells him that they're bringing michael jackson Mm -hmm. uh and bart promises throughout this sequence that he will not tell anyone Mm -hmm. i promise i will not tell another living soul not even not even millhouse well we know how far that's gonna go so he hangs up the phone and his right hand seems to move involuntarily as yeah. he is then forced. He very quickly gives in and calls Millhouse and says, "You can't tell anyone." Or, no, says, no, no, he says, "Can you keep a secret?" Yeah. And Millhouse says, "No." <laughs> oh well, who cares? Michael Jackson is coming to my house, and then we get the phone ringing sequence where yep. everyone in town uh, hears about it. It goes over the radio. Apu is in the Quickie Mart. Hears it on the radio. Uh-huh. Did you notice the store that was behind Apu? No. It's the it's it's smog, smog center. center. Yes, I did notice that. Sorry, I forgot about that in the moment. Um yeah. And uh, we get another joke here. Another another uh Simpsons gag that will appear and I can think of at least one other very uh a really prominent uh time. Uh the uh DJs say, "Well, why don't you enjoy a seldom heard extra long version of <laughs> Inagata Inagata Vida. Vida. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so Apu's extra excited. Yep. And he's uh he's like such a thing only happens once in a blue moon. Do I dare leave my post? Uh-huh. And then he, like, the the sign on... The, the, there's some other stuff that happens, but essentially, the Quickie Mart never closes. Yeah. But Apu closes a Quickie Mart Yeah, it's very much a Waffle this. House situation. Yeah. <laughs> Except it's not a hurricane. That's right. Um, so, um... And so then we cut back to Bart sitting on the couch and he hears a hubbub. He hears a helicopter outside, opens the door, and everyone Everybody's in Springfield is there. there. Yeah. Uh, Mayor Quimby's there. He says that this is the most exciting thing to happen to our fair town since the Dalai Lama visited in 1952. Yeah. <laughs> and so hereby, I declare that Route 401, currently known as the Dalai Lama Expressway, will henceforth be known as the Michael Jackson Expressway. <laughs> 
Woof. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was <laughs> In retrospect, that's not so great. Uh, so everybody's there. They're very excited. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. the car pulls up. Yes. And Homer gets out and Ken Brockman's there. He's like, the guy in the pink shirt is the father of the family. Who, it turns out, was just released from a mental hospital. That's right. And Homer, it's important to remember that Homer, not knowing who Michael Jackson is, thinking that he is with Michael Jackson, uh, gets out, says, you know, thanks, everybody. It's great to be sane. The crowd is chanting, we want Michael. And so he says, all right, well, here he is. Here's the guy you want to see. And... It, it, it is not Michael Jackson. No, it is not. I guess not. we didn't really say at the beginning of this, but uh, the guy that is saying he's Michael Jackson is nothing like Michael Jackson. <laughs> well, the crowd here says it very uh, very clearly, right? Yeah. He's 300 pounds. He's white. And Moe says, he's dressed without flair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And then we get a crowd booing yep. caption. And um, Mayor Quimby says, what the hell made me think Michael Jackson would even come to this jerkwater burg? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, everybody is incredibly disappointed. Yep, there's, uh, there's all kinds of debris left on the ground here as the crowd yeah, dissipates. Yeah, and, and then... Lisa approaches Bart because yeah. it's her birthday. Yeah, uh, he, he said. Uh, she says, uh, Bart, the entire town is howling for your blood. And before I join them, I have one question. Today is my birthday. You promised you'd get me something, and I'm afraid to ask. And um, Bart says, <laughs> maybe you should trust that instinct and not ask. Yeah. <laughs> and then poor Lisa is like so dejected and sad. And then she goes. She runs into the house. And she's crying. Yeah. Meanwhile, Homer is trying to wash the insane stamp yes, he is. <laughs> off of his hand. Um, and so uh, Lisa's writing a letter to Bart. Yes. Yeah, so, well, so it's important to note that Michael Jackson sees Homer washing his hands. Mm-hmm. And then he walks down and sees Lisa writing her letter. And she's, of course, as any good letter writer does, is dictating it out loud. That's right. <laughs> so he knows exactly what she's talking about. That's how I do. That's how I write. Yeah. When I write notes for this, I say my notes out loud. <laughs> so I used to, I used to share an office with someone, and uh-huh. she would she would read her emails out loud, mm-hmm. back to, like as she uh, when she wrote them, she like would read them out loud. Yeah. But she, I mean, she would like whisper that, but I could hear her. It uh-huh. was a little. It was funny. Anyway, um, um, now I share an office with like twelve other people. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> So, at any rate, he sees that Lisa's very upset. She says, I'm using the stationery mom and dad gave me for my birthday mm-hmm. to inform you that we are now brother and sister in name only. Perhaps if a professional so advises, I will give you a hug at some far distant family reunion, but, must be, but rest assured, it's purely for show. Michael sees this and heads down and speaks to Bart. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, Bart, when I was a kid, I didn't have much money. So, you know what I did when my sister's birthdays rolled around? Bart says, stiff them? No. <laughs> I wrote a song to show that I cared. And Bart says, I'm, I can't write a song. I'm only 10. To which, of course, Michael replies, mm-hmm. well, I was your age. I had six gold records. Did the Jacksons steal the kids' money? Was it like a Gary Coleman situation? I don't know. Okay. I cannot speculate on that. I don't I don't know. Either. I assume that child sh- stars almost always have yeah. their money stolen from yeah, them. Yeah. I, I, anyway, because he, he says he didn't have a lot of money. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I don't know if that was like a kind of underhanded joke there or what. You know what? I don't know. Neither. Um, so at any if rate. If only we could look it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to. Okay, go ahead. Wow, why stop now? <laughs> um, so uh, Bart Bart says, look, this is what Michael Jackson looks like. And he shows him the, is that, that's not bad. That's, um, um, 
Anyways, one of his one of his album covers. It's thriller. Is it? Oh, is it thriller? <laughs> it says it right there on the thing. <laughs> it Whoops. shows what I fucking know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, anyways, uh, he he retorts, uh, or excuse me, he rebuts Bart here, uh, and he says, "Listen, here's the thing. Either Michael Jackson is some guy working in a recording studio in L.A., or he's here with you, willing to work on your this song." It's your choice. Mm-hmm. And so Bart's like, well, so long. And then... Well, he's, he says so long to Bart and starts to leave the room. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then Bart says, wait, wait, Michael. He's like, um, essentially, he changes his mind. He's like, you go sit at the piano and I'll boil some coffee. That's right. Which I guess is not an incorrect way of making coffee, but it's an interesting way of phrasing it. <laughs> Maybe he's doing a French press. <laughs> Maybe. There you go. Uh, so anyways, uh, they're down at the in the living room of the household where there is a piano. Mm-hmm. We know this because uh, who played it? Grandpa? Did Grandpa play the piano? I don't remember. In a, in a recent episode? Somebody did. Anyway, uh, that being said, uh, Bart is practicing writing or trying to write a song for Lisa. And I remember this song so plainly and clearly. <laughs> and what's funny about my memory of this is that I always thought that I had just forgotten part of the words, but I didn't. <laughs> part of it is is just gibberish. So the song Do is... Do you know the name of the like the tune? Uh, 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 uh. It's called the Colonel Bogey March. Colonel Bogey? Yeah, or have... the River Kwai March. Oh. Did not know that that was that um <laughs> did you know that there are some creatures in space balls that sing this song did not know that <laughs> as we have established i did not finish watching that movie because it was boring that's bull sorry <laughs> lisa her teeth are big and green lisa she smells like gasoline lisa and this is the part where i thought i just forgot the words oh. da 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 disa oh. she is my sister her birthday i missed her yeah so uh michael does not approve of that no. he says bart we've got to we've got to get real feelings about your sister yeah and bart of course says i don't have any so michael suggests they go up to the treehouse to and look to, at her to see her which is creepy <laughs> <laughs> like, please don't go in your treehouse and look at me. That's weird. <laughs> anyway, uh, so they're they're sitting in the treehouse. They're what, looking. I watch in... you sleep all the time. I <laughs> I watch you sleep all the time. Okay. Um. So they're in the treehouse and they're like, "Oh, Lisa, she looks so sad." Yeah. And Bart's like, "Well, that's because she she knows you're looking at her." This is a pretty good joke, even though I didn't laugh out loud yeah, at it. But <laughs> Lisa Lisa knows they're there, and yeah. she says, "Although I'm aware you're looking at me, I would uh, look exactly the same if you weren't." Yeah. <laughs> so, I was thinking about this at one point. Um, I was thinking about if you went back in time. I don't think that we talked about this. We may have talked about this, but not on the podcast, I don't think. If you went back in time, one of the strangest things I think that you would that you would see or encounter by way of our modern perspective is people doing nothing. Yeah. Like just sitting in a room. And you walk in and you're like, <laughs> you're right Yeah, sorry. Uh, 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 you walk into a room, right? And you see someone just sitting there and you'd be like, what are you doing? And they'll be like, huh? nothing, just because they don't have a million things to do around them like we do. Yeah. So like, but well, yeah, but like, are you thinking about something? Hmm. Not really. Oh, were you reading? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing? I'm, I'm just sitting. What? Are you, why are you asking me? <laughs> right? Like, like it would be like. You know- <laughs> 
You know what they say? What's that? I'm just chilling. Just chilling. That's what our dog says to us. Our, so uh, our Knox, the one that you've heard a, a good deal on this podcast, his voice sounds like this. <laughs> My name is Knox. And her other dog is very quiet and was very, very scared when we first got him. They're mm-hmm. both pound puppies. Yeah. Um, he still would run away from you. Um, so his voice, down to me like this. <laughs> just chilling. <laughs> What you doing, Gil? Oh, think about them bitches. <laughs> just chilling. He's also like a horn dog. Yes, he is. We've like he made is. him. We've we have these characters for our animals that probably do not fit their personalities at all. <laughs> but uh, it's very fun, and our friends keep up with the plot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right, because we made it common about because. Leo, the black cat who's always bumping into our microphones, he's he uh, he walks around and Leo is not very self aware. For a long time, he, he actually did not know his name. Yeah, and uh, he's only known his name in like in the past couple of years, and he's eight. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of years ago, though, on his gotcha day, we told him it was his birthday, and he was like, e, "It's my birthday." <laughs> but then the next day, he was like, e, "Happy birthday, me!" Yeah, <laughs> he, birthday. he thinks it's his birthday every day. And so, uh, and then so Knox gets confused. Sometimes, just sometimes, <laughs> Knox will hear him and he'll go. E, and lots go, it's your birthday. Guys, <laughs> if there was like cameras in our house, we would probably be admitted to the insane asylum. Uh, they because... would put that stamp on our hand real yeah. quick, I think. <laughs> yep. So anyways, they're watching Lisa. She's sad. And then they're back down in the living room playing on the piano. And, uh, you know, he's trying to prompt Bart. You know, what, what happens when you turn t- eight years old? And Bart's like, well, the training wheels come off your bike. Hey, that's good, right? Uh-huh. I've experienced that before with, like, actors. Um, when you're like, well, you know, how, how does this make you feel? I don't really feel any way about it. I don't know this person. You know, I'm, I'm playing a character, blah, blah, blah. And I say, yeah, but, like, what happens in this X, X situation? And they're like, oh, well, I guess this happens. Say, yeah, there you go. You got it. Yeah, pick it up. That's, you know, young actors especially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I identify, I'll, I'll just say it, I identified with that moment. Okay. <laughs> and um, so at any rate, they are playing on the piano and it looks like they are moving along. Mm-hmm. The next thing that we see is Bart opening Lisa's door to the, or to the bedroom. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and he, he goes they, in. I guess Michael Jackson got this fucking piano up the stairs. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Bart I mean, he really did. Pre- he's a pretty big guy. They so. have established that he's very big. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Bart's trying to wake Lisa up. Have you ever? You know Daniel Lambert. You know the name Daniel Lambert. The, oh yeah, the big fat guy. The re- so there's yeah there's yeah. a really big so in the 18th century late 18th century in in London there's this really really big dude by the name of Daniel Lambert, and. He uh, is like he's he's super duper obese. I'm gonna put a picture of him on the Instagram so that y'all can see what I'm talking about. Sorry, I gotta write it down. And uh, anyways, uh, I was reading about him because I was just you know reading about him, and it turned out that he uh, he pr- reportedly ate you know normal amounts of food. I think he just had a, a disease of some sorts that uh-huh. were like his body held onto the fat. Right. Anyway, he was aware of course of all this and he decided to keep, you know, exercising as much as he could. And he could walk apparently like long, long distances, like miles and miles, you know, along with, uh, with anybody else. And he also began to lift weights to try and keep himself in good physical shape. 
And apparently, if this is true, he could lift like over 500 pounds. Holy crap. Yeah. So anyways. He's like the Nick Chubb of the 18th century. Yeah, Nick Chubb, man. Like, that, that dude. Cleaning man. him like 425. Yes. Good God. <laughs> anyway, so that made me think about him, you know, getting that the big guy pushing this piano up the downstairs. Yeah. yeah. So um, Bart, then he's trying to wake her up and he... Plugs, plugs her nose. Her nose yep. yep. And um, she wakes up and she's like, what, Bart? It's 6 a.m. Really good call back here to the very uh-huh. beginning of the episode. And and he says, that's right. And he's like, I hope you like your present. Uh-huh. And they start playing the song. He dumps the trash can out, which we <laughs> learned he's going to play as a bongo drum. <laughs> that's rude. Yeah. So then they, they start singing the song that they uh, wrote for Lisa. Lisa, it's your birthday. God bless you this day. You gave me the gift of a little sister, and I'm proud of you today. Yeah. So, um, this is where you have to start singing with me. I'm not going to sing Lisa, with you. Lisa, it's your birthday. <laughs> I'm Happy just, I'm glad birthday, you remembered Lisa. the tune because I couldn't at all in this moment. <laughs> so, um, Oh, 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 I wrote something down. Oh. Uh, because they go into the second verse, and I'll, I'll stop singing for you, but it says, um, I wish you love and goodwill. I wish you praise and joy. I wish you better than your heart desires and your first kiss from a boy, which in the eight-year-old timeline will occur. Do you know who Lisa's first kiss is? Is it Nelson? It is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While he's wearing that Argyle sweater. I've seen that. I've seen that episode. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, that's Argyle. Anyway, um, uh, so yeah, I, I just like we we get a couple of like forward thinking, even if they weren't actually thinking mm-hmm. about it. Uh, but we just get a couple of like predictions of themselves. Simpsons predicted it on themselves uh, yeah. here. Yeah. So um, she really loves the song. She tells Bart that it's the best present she's ever got. Yep. She thanks him. She thanks Michael, and Michael's like. Well, my work here is yeah, done. Well, my work here is done. <laughs> um, Listen up, children. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. That's an inside joke. Oh, <laughs> my God. Anyway, so they're like, Michael, what happened to your yeah. voice? This yeah. is my real voice. I, I'm not very good at a New Jersey accent, but his name is Leon Kampowski. He says, I'm a bricklayer from Patterson, New Jersey. New Jersey. Yep. So uh, he says, all my life I was very angry until one day... Mm-hmm. I just started talking like this. What if I talk like this? What if I talk like this? Um, <laughs> you think, you think that's what he thought? What if I talk like this? Yeah. <laughs> so basically, he he does the Michael voice. Yeah. And then he's like, all of a sudden, everybody's smiling at me. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm not an actor. Everyone's smiling at me. and I was, uh, I was just laughing because. <laughs> oh, and I was only yeah. doing good on this earth. So I kept doing it. Yeah. Yep. This is, this is Aristotle. <laughs> this is Aristotelian. Okay. It is. Aristotle writes about happiness. So, like, you know, Aristotle writes about happiness. Uh, the word, is, the Greek word is eudaimonia. And uh, Aristotle writes that a happy man lives well and does well. So, like, he writes about it backwards from what we, the way we tend to think about it, right? Like, so we tend to think about, like, I have a, I, I, li- I, I, have, a, I, have, a, I have a beautiful wife. Mm. I'm looking at you. Oh, <laughs> I have a beautiful wife, uh, and I have a nice house. Therefore, I'm happy, right? Or I have you know, given much money to charity. Therefore, I am happy. But Aristotle says that it, it backwards. If he you says, live well, if you he says if you are happy, if oh. you choose to be happy, then you live well. Then you live well, right? Yeah. And so I was. Goddamn, do we not know some people that could use that? <laughs> <laughs> it's, hey, it's true. And I'll tell you what, like you know, in 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 looking at reading and studying philosophy, like you find stuff like this, and you're like, yeah, man, like that makes sense. Like you you choose happiness. And, and 
we we do know some people who choose unhappiness, mm-hmm. uh, and that's uh, that's an important that's an important like life lesson. And Leon has learned it and is and is mm-hmm. implementing it here. Mm-hmm. So he is basically Aristotle too, <laughs> right? Am yeah. I right? My Aristotle, <laughs> Aristotle talk like this. My, my <laughs> name is Aristotle. Children, my name is Aristotle. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, so um, basically. Is it Homer that says, he, or he says, to make a tired point, which one of us is truly crazy? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, uh, oh, no, Michael's, or, um, Leon, Leon says that. Yeah. And Homer goes, not me, I got this. And he, and holds, he up, holds up his certificate. It should, it should be noted that, uh, the family wakes up and comes in there. And as the, as Homer and Marge are waking up, Homer is sleeping, cuddling his not insane <laughs> certificate. Yes. That's why he has it with him. Yes. And then off he goes, you know, um, uh, Leon walks out of the house and he is still in his own voice. You know, Lisa, it's your birthday. God bless you this day. Yeah. So, uh, and then we uh, cut to credits. We cut to credits, and I guess we have, uh, I guess we have the impersonator singing mm-hmm. again. But we get like a full on, like more it's produced, a, yeah, a more version produced of the version. song. Yeah. And is this the first time that we have not had the the theme music on the, the credits? End? I don't think so. I think we've okay. I, but anyways, we normally get... we don't really see it because Disney cuts off at a certain point. Yeah, that's true. In the next episode, you know. Yeah. That, so, yeah. but on the DVD, we watched the entire thing all the way to the Gracie films. And and we also got. I mean, it is a more produced version, but you know they're singing and blah blah blah, and then the bar says, "Take it away, Lisa," or "Take it away, Lisa," and you get a saxophone uh-huh. solo from her. Yep. Uh, so, uh, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, so. I guess now we talk about what we thought about the episode. Sure. Your turn. Um, I thought it was good. Uh-huh. The structure was a little uh, here, there, and everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's just kind of like something that's, as we get more and more into these episodes, that's something that, like, you definitely have your first act, second act, third act uh-huh. situation. Uh-huh. Not necessarily, I, the, the A and B plot aren't necessarily that well defined yeah they're because really they all kind of they're really intertwined here yeah it's more uh-huh. of a it's more of a through line i would say and than a a and what's, b yeah what's really funny about it is that the the a plot uh the is lisa's birthday mm-hmm. which is not like the famous part of this uh the famous the, the, the famous right. part about this episode and now they they intertwine at the end right and oh I'm, yeah 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 but, that's what i mean like it's kind of like you have like these separate situations and then like as the episode progresses they get more and more intertwined and then uh-huh. finally at the end it all comes together it makes me which think, i think is like something that you want in these situations it, it makes me think about how we refer to the Mr. Sparkle episode, but that is not what that episode is about. Y'all, it took it took me getting a tattoo on my body of the fucking light bulb to realize that Mr. Sparkle is literally like a five minute it's subplot not, in that episode. Like I, t- I t- like I don't know why, but I totally forgot about the whole Marge working at the church thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I liked this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Austin. I don't know that I would say it's my favorite episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, it, it's good. And I appreciate you handling this delicately for yeah, Austin's sake. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I think going into this, I was like, oh no, this is really scandalous. It's not scandalous. It wasn't scandalous. It's not a scandalous episode. No. It's just in retrospect. Yeah. 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 
the like one of the the guest star had issues allegedly did some really terrible things yeah and, yeah, and therefore and, th- this has become a taboo episode yeah um i don't know that it necessarily it necessarily warrants like being banned quote unquote but yeah i boy you know it, i i do wonder like i wonder if part of that had to do with like licensing and like uh, residuals and whatnot fair enough if they don't want money to be going to the, the estate. Jackson estate. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know what was behind the decision making for that, but I think I, a lot of it was probably to save face. And yeah. I, and the fact that Disney st- is still banning this yeah. and they're not going to produce like any DVD produced after 19, uh, 2019 does not contain this episode. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, to, to me, the fact that it was banned and overshadowed, or I'm sorry, the fact that it was banned overshadowed the episode for me because uh-huh. I kept waiting for like something. Yeah, the, the thing because that I happened, didn't, right? Because I didn't yeah. read up on it before we watched it. Well, you oh know, <laughs> this cat is all over the table. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, this, this falls into an important... This falls into an important question that I don't know has an answer. Uh, and the question is, what do you do about art that is made by, by bad, bad people? people. And, I, and, I, and so I, I, and again not, say, I again say allegedly in terms of Michael Jackson, right? Right. Um, whereas we would not say the same thing about like Bill Cosby, right? Right. Or like, like Roman Polanski. Yeah. Or like, whatever. What, like, do you, what do you do about the Cosby show? Or that's you know, like, I have really wonderful memories of riding in the car with my mama. We've talked about this on the show before, I think. Listening to Bill Cosby's art, you know, Noah's Ark bit. Mm-hmm. And both of us laughing and having a really good time. And it's like, that's a special moment. And it was brought to us by the comedy of Bill Cosby. Right. What do you do about that? And I'm not saying that, like, I'm going to go out and buy the album, right? Uh, what do you do with, like, there's people talking about Harry Potter, right? What do you do about the new yeah. Harry Potter stuff? Do you go to Harry Potter world? Right. Like, Well, and I think... I think that has to do, well, uh, there was a quote on the wiki from, I think it was Al Jean. And he's like, we're not banning, like, essentially he equated it to like burning books. Yeah. He's like, we're not burning books, but this is our decision not to perpetuate this person in the zeitgeist of the Simpsons. Yeah. It's their choice. That's what they decided to do. Oh, I did not realize that. This was by way of the Simpsons themselves. In yeah, terms, oh, it was. Um, hold on, let me look. Uh, I thought this was a Disney decision. No, no. Oh. So, huh? This. Um, so, according to the wiki, it says following the premiere in March uh, on March seventh, nineteen or twenty nineteen, of the documentary "Leaving Neverland" that provided further allegations about Jackson's behavior and relationships. Uh-huh. A decision was made by James L. Brooks. Sorry. Uh, Dan Reed, who was the director of the documentary, and Al Jean to ban Stark Graving Dad from future rebroadcasts and streaming services worldwide. Hmm. So it was not a Disney decision. Yeah, it was a th- I thought it was a Disney decision. No. Well, that and, doesn't make sense because they weren't Disney then, were they? Uh, no. Okay, anyways, anyways. Well, anyway, but yeah, so uh, the episode has already been banned from the Simpsons World website yeah. and will be removed from syndication and further uh, physical media editions. 
So it wasn't a Disney decision. It this was. This is much more of a Dr. Seuss situation with the Mulberry Street book. To mm-hmm. so think that I saw that on Mulberry Street. Yeah. Because so it was the. It was not. It was not like the publisher. It, it was, was his family. The family saying, yeah. yeah. So this, uh, the thing, uh, both uh, Reed and Brooks have said that they are not in favor of book burning, uh, which in this case would be erasing all information relating to Michael Jackson from history. Mm-hmm. Um, Brooks stated that this is our book and we're allowed to take out a chapter. Yeah, you are. You are allowed to do that. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, okay. All, all right. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I get that. And again, like, this is basically all I know about the decision making, but I do wonder if it had like some monetary implications too. Sure. For the Jackson estate. So, Hey, what do you think? Uh, you're, you're still listening to this for some reason, an hour and 35 minutes into it. Uh, you know, talk to us about, uh, talk to us about how you feel about this. Well, I mean, we are interested in, uh, in your opinions. Um, I guess, it's impossible for us to, and we, well, we did this anyway earlier when I was going on about the Second Amendment, but, <laughs> but like, I guess it's impossible for us to watch a show that is so encompassing of life and has been such a, such a huge part of my life, like, you know. Well, and, I mean, it, it everybody's without, lives. It's it, been well, on yeah. for over 30 years. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. without, without us uh, in, encroaching onto topics that are going to be, you know, hard or that are going to be difficult to discuss or, or, or any you know, things like this that I'm just, like I said, I am not sure that there is an answer to it. I feel a little better about it not being on streaming services, knowing that it came by way of the producers mm-hmm. themselves. Well, but also uh, what this says is that um, the episode is still available for purchase on Google play and YouTube. And uh, it was put back into syndication in October of 2019 on FXX. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and I guess that's when they did the every Simpsons ever or whatever. Yeah. Uh, right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it, it's an interesting predicament that the show did to itself. Essentially. It is, yes. And it is an interesting predicament in, in my opinion that warrants discussion. Uh, I, I tell people by way of my job and I talk about, you know, difficult situations, you know, in history at my job a lot. I tell people that they should, that their grandmother was wrong. And I say, I'll only say this about this one thing, but your grandmother was wrong. You should be talking about this stuff. You should be talking about it around the dinner table, specifically is what I'm, mm-hmm. the context of There was a meme going around recently that was like, we've told everybody for so long not to talk about religious and po- religion and politics that you can't have a civil discourse about something. Yeah. Nobody knows how to do that anymore. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't That's buy that. That's not really directly yeah. related. I, well, I, well, I don't buy that notion that we don't know how to do it. I think what it is is that we people find choose it not to uncomfortable do it. and therefore we don't do it. Yeah. And we are also, I think a lot of people are, are actually concerned about hurting people's feelings or saying the wrong thing or being canceled, which is, mm-hmm. a, you know, uh, is to use the hot button phrase. And instead, I think that what we you know, really ought to be doing is we ought to be approaching people, you know, with the same decency and kindness and respect that we would expect from them for us. And then but we, that, that also has to be a two way street. And it, I think that's where the problem lies. It, it does have to be a two way street, but we also cannot fall into the trap of saying, well, they're not going to do that for me. Right. It's not them. You have to be happy first, right? <laughs> Listen to Aristotle, oh boy. live well and do well. And that's, and part of that is part of that is choosing to approach them in that way. And right. if they reciprocate it, that does not change the virtue of what you have done. 
this has gone way I, off the rails. I, 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 know, I know, but I'm talking like in order to have a have a discourse, you have to meet in the middle. Sure, you can't like you could talk to somebody who is just hell bent on not agreeing with you, you or whatever. Yeah, you could, and and that's going to get nowhere. You have to meet in the middle. Yeah, and. Uh, that's that's where the old. I mean, we're not going to keep going on about this, but that's just, in, in my opinion, that's where the old. Where is the common ground? Mm-hmm. It's there. You have to, but you have to be willing to see it, uh, even if the common ground is just this: I am a human being, and you are a human being. Yeah. You know uh, how and, this relates to this episode? I'm not really sure. It, well, it just relates. <laughs> but uh, it's like it relates to the question about the art and about where. Uh, about what the line is in enjoying mm-hmm. the art or, or taking good things from the art, even if the art is made by somebody right. evil or, 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 or somebody who has done wicked things. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in monsters. Human beings are not monsters. Human beings are capable of both things, and people make choices. And mm-hmm. that, that, that is, that's important to remember. Uh, and this is a very extreme example, but, you know, uh, uh, the, one of the great villains of, of all time is Adolf Hitler, but that does not necessarily mean that he was a bad painter. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, and I'm, but I think he was, and that, that, I, I, that's I, what caused a lot of the problems. <laughs> <laughs> he was an unsuccessful artist, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, and that, that, you know, that is true. Um, and now, and now, would I purchase a painting of from Adolf Hitler and hang it in our home. No, no, that's like purchasing no. like a John Wayne Gacy painting. Oh, was he a painter too? Yeah, I think he. <laughs> I think I think I'm getting that right. He painted in jail, and there's like all these paintings by him. So like, yeah, and and, and so like, we're gonna constantly like bounce back to these these kinds of questions. So I, I am ask I'm asking you, listener, like, what are your thoughts on the removal of the the episode Stark Raving Dad? Um, I I'm frankly, specifically interested in what Austin has to say about it, considering we know that he really loves this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never really gave my opinion on the episode. I really like this episode, too. I think it's a heartwarming episode. I think that it's well-constructed. I think the jokes land. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate that Michael Jackson came onto the show and portrayed himself, but did not portray himself. Or rather, he portrayed right. himself, and the show did not portray him as himself. <laughs> right, yeah. So, and another thing that uh, happened too is that he was not credited as Michael Jackson. Uh, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. He was he used a pseudonym for the episode, so uh, he was John J. Smith. That was his gotcha. name. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, all of that is to say that uh, I think that we have made quite the entrance into season three. We're here. Hey, all right. So um, next week is, I don't know. What Mr. Lisa goes to Washington. Mr. Lisa goes to Washington. Washington. Excellent. So, uh, hey, make sure uh, that if you have not already, if you made it this far into this episode, I'm sure that you're interested in subscribing. So hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And hey, if you could do us a favor, we sure would love it if you would give us a rating, the highest rating on said platform. You're also welcome to follow us on our social media. We are on Instagram. Instagram and Facebook at Escalator to Nowhere Pod, and we are on Inst- oh, excuse me, Twitter at Esk. That's E S C to Nowhere Pod. Escalator was too long, so Esk to Nowhere Pod. And if you'd like to reach out to us, send us an email. We would love to hear from you. You can send us an email at Escalator to Nowhere Pod at gmail.com. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm gonna have to get used to saying a new production code because. Uh, 
the actual season three episodes are 8F. 8F. Man, what a productive conversation we had here today. A little bit lengthy, but that's okay. You know, that is just sort of the way things work for us, I guess. Um, For one of us. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. Uh (laughs) Okay. Well, anyways, hey, just remember what Aristotle says otherwise. You know what he says? One Robin does not make a spring. So keep having good conversations, y'all. And we would love for you to enter into conversation with us. Make sure that you can do so uh, on our Facebook page, on our Facebook group, not the page itself, but the group. Um, it is a private group, so you can ask to join. All you got to do is answer the questions, and it'll automatically let you in. Uh, that's the Escalators Nowhere Facebook group. Anyways, y'all, I think that we've talked enough, or rather, maybe I've talked enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Caitlin was nodding. Yes. yes. Um, so, hey, we sure do appreciate y'all. We sure do appreciate you listening. We sure to uh, enjoy um, doing this and uh, I think that that's a huge part of the reason why we have made it so far but we are on season three so we've only got how many seasons 28 to go yeah. All right. yeah no they're on season 34 oh, 30, 30, I'm sorry what was I thinking 31 I don't know where that came from <laughs> Only 31 more to go. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, all right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. We'll look forward to next week with Mr. Lisa Goes to Washington. So until then, I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. And I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I am learning. And we love you. (laughs) And Homer loves Marge. And and Marge Marge loves loves Homer. Homer. And we'll see y'all next time. So until then. Smell you later. Bye. Bye.